Varmt välkomna till avsnitt nummer 51 av Champagnepodden Och som ni kanske hör så är jag lite hes på rösten idag Det beror framförallt på att dels är jag lite förkyld Men också så har jag och Jessica varit på Stockholm Food and Wine Hela fredag och lördag Där så hade ju Fredrik Schelin anordnat någonting som hette Avenue de Champagne Där en dussin vinimportörer ställde ut med sina champagner Och dessutom så öppnade man en specialflaska vid varje halvtimme Så att jag tycker att det var ett väldigt välordnat event Och jag hoppas att vi kommer få se det även nästa år I dagens intervju så kommer vi få lyssna på exportchef för Lorödrar, nämligen Thierry Wallert. Podden är inspelad på vingruppens kontor, Regeringsgatan 108, någonting skulle jag på. Och troligtvis så är det the, the most drinkable address in Stockholm. So it's time for another episode of the Champagne podcast. And uh, today I'm here at the Vingruppen, probably the most drinkable uh, office in Sweden. And with uh, Tire Wallert, the export manager of uh, Louis Röder. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Uh, good morning to you, Martin. And uh, thank you. Very, very, very glad to finally meet you. I've been following you, as I say, yes. on Instagram. And I'm very happy to meet you today, finally, in Stockholm, in beautiful Stockholm. And uh, actually, we met yesterday. Yes, uh, we met you, yesterday. You had a fantastic tasting yeah. at the restaurant Tegelbacken. That's right. So we we tasted uh, eight different vintages of our Brut Vintage. The one which is called the Brut Vintage at, at Rodra, which is an historic uh, champagne quality at Rodra, uh, because it's made of Pinot Noir from the Montagne de Reims, uh, Verzi, Verzi, majority of Pinot Noir from Verzi, Montagne de Reims, and these are the historic vineyards of Louis Rodra Champagne House. It's Louis Rodra himself who bought these vines nearly 200 years ago with a vision of doing a Pinot Noir of the mountain, of the mountain de Reims. So that's what we tasted yesterday, yes, it with was eight different vintages. Yeah. Exactly. And all of them were on Magnums. And all on Magnums, yeah. which is even better. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> true. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and uh, what you're doing at uh, Rodra at the moment? Yes, so I joined uh, Louis Rodra uh, six and a half years ago. Uh, so I'm part of the export team which is a very important uh, department at Louis Rodin because Louis Rodin is uh, distributed in 120 countries nowadays around the world. It's not a big team, but we work hard. Personally, I look after probably 35 markets. But as we're a small team, we all know what's happening uh, in every country about Louis Rodin every day. So, As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. 
We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And before that, uh, I was already working in, in Champagne as an export manager as well. So I spent uh, 14 years at, at the Lanson Group before joining. Group. Yes, exactly. Before joining Luardo, uh, so six and a half years ago, which uh, for which I'm very proud. I'm very proud to to have started at this beautiful, uh, beautiful Champagne house. And uh, are you also born in in the Champagne region? Uh, originally, no. I was born in Lille, uh, which is 200 kilometers north yes. from uh, from Reims, uh, on the Belgian border. So, and uh, this is not a wine region; small mm -hmm. beer region, yes. but yeah. nice quality beers, influenced by the craft Belgian beer. Let's let's put it this way. Yeah. And my family name, by the way, is Belgium. It's a Belgium-Flemish name. So as m m a few Lillois from Lille people, yes. we have this uh, Belgium ori origins. It's not far from Reims. It's only 200 kilometers. So it's very easy for me to come back to my home city uh, sometimes, which I appreciate also. Are you living in, in uh, I live Champagne? in Reims. So I live in Champagne. I live in Reims. My house is only... Uh, Uh, 10 minutes walk from Louis-Rodre uh, headquarters. So that's beautiful. So uh, as an export manager, I travel a lot, I fly a lot, but yes. when I'm in Reims, I can walk to, to the office, which is great. Sounds uh, very, very nice. Can you also tell us a little bit about the history of Röder? Uh, I know that you can be talk uh, talk about the history for hours, but... Uh, for sure. Everything started in 1776. It was with a man called Nicolas Schreier. So he started a negos uh, business and he transmitted this negos business to his nephew, Louis Roderer, in 1833. So the history of Louis Roderer Champagne House is back from 1776, but it was called Louis Roderer, as it is today, yes. from 1833. Okay. And then from uh, these dates until today, it's still the original family, the Louis Roderer family. So it's very important to mention, to recall that Louis Roderer is uh, one of the last Champagne House, which is as yes. an old house, yes. the old house, and one of the last old Champagne House, which is still independent and family owned. And uh, which generation of Roderer is it now? So that's the seventh generation. Seventh generation. Exactly. So our president name is Frédéric Rousseau. Before yes. him, the sixth generation, it was his father, uh, Jean-Claude Rousseau. Before Jean-Claude Rousseau, it was Jean-Claude's grandmother, uh, Camille Olry Rodreur. So she's Frédéric's grand-grandmother. Yes. And she was there for quite a long period, uh, for 40 years, I think, more than 40 years. Yeah. So you see, it's the seventh generation. That's the most important to, to remember about yes. Louis Rodreur and with a long history, but mm. seventh generation, still independent and, and, and family-owned. Probably the second largest champagne house that's still uh, family-owned. Probably uh, in terms of... Uh, it's, we can say that Louis Rodreur, it's a mid-size champagne yes. house. Not small, but not very big either. So it's a good size for sure. It's also a group because uh, Louis Rodreur owns uh, all the estates. 
Yes. Uh, one one champagne house. Uh, I'm sure you know Champagne Dutz, yes. and and uh, which was bought in 1995. But it's also other estates outside Champagne, like. Uh, We have Adriano Ramos Pinto in Portugal, uh, Chateau de Pez and Pichon Comtesse de la Lande in Bordeaux, uh, Domenot in Provence, and Grandrare uh, Estate. Grandrare Estate, exactly, in California. Yeah. A beautiful sparkling wine from, the, from Anderson Valley. Yes. And also estates in California. So you see, but the most important, uh, always remember that this. this Estate, it's yes. the same uh, philosophy as Louis Rodolphe Champagne. It means it's always with a beautiful and large vineyard, which, which make these estates very independent from the negotiant side. Yes. Meaning that the wines, are the, the large majority of the wines are made from the own grapes. How many acres of uh, hectares of land is owned by Rodre? Alors, today, Louis Rodre owns 240 hectares. That's a lot. That's a lot. And um, for your great need, uh, how many percentage is your own? Uh, uh, this 240 hectares will cover 70% of our total needs. So it means that 30% of the grapes that we use come from growers. So you see the ratio yes. is quite that's opposite. Quite, uh, uh, exceptional. Yes, it's an exceptional uh, ratio. Yes. Is it um, any other champagne houses in, in the size of Rudder that uh, has so much uh, own grapes covering? Few, I think, few. Huh? There are few champagne houses. Huh? Uh, uh, exactly, I would think of, of Boulanger, which is a kind of same uh, ratio, close, yes. close to, to Rudder. That's mm -hmm. right. So and would you say it's a strength uh, for Rudder uh, that you can keep uh, high quality in your champagnes Correct. every year? Yeah, because what's it's important to mention, uh, it's not only 240 hectares, but these 240 hectares, it is a majority in Grand Cru. And if it's not Grand Cru, it's Premier Cru. So that's really helped to do top quality champagne because you... It's your own grapes, mostly your own grapes, yes. and they come from the best location of the Champagne region. So it really helped to do a, a top quality Champagne. And also, these 240 hectares, it's also 410 different plots. So we are parcellaire winemaking. It means that after every harvest, yes. uh, when we start the vinification, the fermentations, all plots are kept separated. So yes. it means that in our cellars, we have more than 410 different tanks to receive the 400 different juices from the 410 different that, plots. That's really impressive. That's something very impressive, but very important for us at Florida, very key. Yeah. Also part of the game yes. to make a great champagne. Yes. And uh, talking about great champagne, uh, of course, we have to try some uh, champagne in the podcast. Yes. And uh, the most important uh, career for you must be uh, Brut Premier. Yeah, for sure. So Brut Premier is, uh, of course, the flagship of uh, Louis Rodras Champagne House. Uh, this is, the Brut Premier is the only non-vintage uh, of the range, meaning so we blend different vintages together, it's multi-vintages, Yes. together with the Carte Blanche. Carte Blanche is, is exactly the same as the Brut Premier, with, but with more sugar, yes. it's the demi-sec. So this is the Brut Premier, the only uh, multi-vintages of Louis-Rodin Champagne House. And how many vintages is mixed uh, in this one? It's always about six, seven different vintages. Yes. 
And the main, the main vintage, uh, which is the recent vintage, the, the most recent vintage, the newest uh, vintage in the blend, will always be minimum 70%, most of time 80% of the total blend. So it means that Brut Premier must let this main vintage speak. Yes. So Brut Premier is more than a classic non-vintage. I, I would say it's somewhere between a classic non-vintage and a vintage champagne because of this main vintage expression, which is now what we're having 2015, which just 2015. started with 2015. Yes. So now in the band we have 2015. And th something which is, I think, uh, important to mention, uh, we have an application, a Louis Rodor application that you can load on your smartphone. Okay. And through this application, you can scan the QR code which is on the back label. Yes. And it will tell you what is the main vintage of the cuvee. It will tell you that now it's 2015. Yes. And um, and also it will remember you about the, the different grape varieties. So 40% Pinot Noir, 40% Chardonnay, 20% Pinot Meunier. That's roughly the, yeah. the, the blend huh, for Brut Premier. It will... Uh, tell you when it was bottled, yes. it will tell you when it was disgorged, all information when you're a champagne connoisseur, champagne fanatic, That's all perfect. kind of information you like to know. It's perfect. Um, and it makes your job easier. Makes your job easier, or, of course. Yeah, you get a lot of questions. And uh, how would you describe the house style uh, and the style of uh, Brut Premier? Yes. Definitely freshness. The freshness is very important. Really fulfill the palette with a long, nice finish. With this style, it makes you want to have another glass, huh? the freshness, and that's yes. important. The elegance sure. also, it's also a word which define, a key word which define Louis Rodin's style. Huh? Freshness, elegance, and vinosity. It's a wine. We yes. make a wine from champagne. And the fact that I tell, I told, as I told you, it's more than a classic non-vintage is somewhere between the classic non-vintage and vintage that's the vinosity yes due to this main vintage which represents uh, 70 80 percent of the total blend and also because the reserve wines yes. are aging or old cask so yes. we use old cask for the aging of the reserve wines which will bring complexity vinosity to 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 the to the brut premier to the blend yeah i think it's fantastic uh, it's for sure one of the five best uh, non-vintage champagnes that you can find. It's very, very good. And uh, I've also been trying uh, a couple of Brut Premier aged for 20 years in the mm -hmm. cellar. It can age very well, yeah. exactly. because And, and when, you, when you try it, you, you think that you're trying a prestige champagne. You can sometimes think it's a vintage champagne after many years because, as I said to you, the Brut Premier must let the main vintage speak. Yes. And the more, the longer you want, you wish to wait, uh, before drinking it, the louder, the louder the main vintage will speak. So you have exactly so it gives it's more prestigious. It has more this vintage uh, sensation. I would say that's 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 typical of Brut Premier. As I say, we make a wine from Champagne, so it must be a wine, uh, a great wine, e but easy to drink, refreshing, also always refreshing, yes. elegant, so easy to drink. Is it a fully malolactic uh, the Brut Premier? Uh, we do. We uh, it's. Uh, Partial, partial uh, non-malolactic. That means that, uh, because the Brut Premier is actually the only champagne of the range where we use the few grapes that we buy from the growers. And that's uh, mainly the Meunier? 
And so that's mainly the Meunier, exactly, the 20% well, Meunier, because we don't have any Meunier in our vineyards. Okay. There's also a bit of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay that we bought from growers. And those grapes from growers are with malolactic. Okay. But the one uh, coming from our vineyard, and majority of the blend, of the blend of Brut Premier, is made with our own grapes. But those grapes, our own grapes, are most of the time, a large majority, depending on the vintage, but without any malolactic fermentation. So you can say it's a partial non-malolactic and it will definitely help for the freshness and for the, the, the aging. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, which grape would you say is the most important grape for, for other? A more Pinot Noir Champagne House. Do you have any specific villages that is really classical villages for Röder Pinot Noir. Yes, the one uh, we use for the Brut Vintage and that we tested together yesterday yes. from uh, Verzi, Verzi, so Montagne de Reims. It's a classic Pinot Noir uh, village, uh, vineyards uh, of Louis Röder, typical typic of Louis Röder, of course, yes, for sure. So that's history. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Frequently, we are more Pinot Noir Champagne House. Yes. Even if we have also beautiful vineyard in the Côte des Blancs, and we do also beautiful Blanc de Blanc with vintage. Yes. Chardonnay, so Chardonnay driven, of course. Yes, and um, that we have on, on Systembolaget as well. And that you have But the uh, Brut Premier and um, Rosé Vintage yes. is uh, um, on the shelves. You can Exa- buy exactly. in most of the stores. Exactly. The Brut Premier, the Brut Vintage, so with the Pinot Noir from uh, Verzi, mixed with some Chardonnay, but majority of Pinot Noir from Verzi, and the Rosé Vintage, yeah. also majority of Pinot Noir, but this Pinot Noir comes from Cumière, 
top premier cru village in the Valley de la Marne. So now we are more, we want to express the terroir of the Valley de la Marne. Uh, we will say that our rosé is a river wine because you know this is close to the river Marne. Yes. Uh, the, the, the Pinot Noir vineyards, vines that we use for the rosé. Do you go there to take a swim during the summer? <laughs> uh, no, no, I haven't done it yet, no, but no. <laughs> maybe yeah. one day I should. But I go there for the view. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The view is absolutely You, you remember stunning. last summer was uh, so hot. That's true, yes. And uh, we were staying very close to Epernay at the Val um, Marne River. And you can rent uh, electric boats going yes, on the river. that's true. Drinking champagne. That's true. It was really nice. Uh, but it was uh, quite a few people taking a bath there. But um, I wouldn't do it. It's a take little it, bit uh, green. It's a little bit green. I agree with you. But what you did, taking the boat and drinking champagne, it's perfect. It must be. Because the area is absolutely beautiful. And and, and I really enjoy the view from the from the Cumière uh, towards Epernay. Huh? You can see yes. towards more on the left side. And with uh, the river, it's absolutely beautiful, for sure. Yes, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Should we try the rosé yes, as well? Yes, sure. So it was, uh, this, this is always a vintage, huh, the rosé. Now it's 2013 vintage. And uh, we do this rosé with only uh, our grapes. Uh, it's all the grapes come from Louis Rodra vineyards exclusively. It's the reason why it is a vintage, by the way. It is a vintage because all the grapes come from Louis Rodra vineyards. Yes. So we are like a big grower. You can say that we are like a yeah. big grower. What grapes uh, are mixed in the Rosea? So it's always about 70% Pinot Noir from yes. Cumière, as I said, yes. and 30% Chardonnay from Chouy, Côte des Blancs. Oh, so it's only two villages. It's only two villages, exactly. It's only two villages, Chouy yes. and Cumière. And the it's really like a grower. It's really like a grower. And the Chardonnays uh, from Chouy are north-facing. They are fresh Chardonnay, so that they will balance with the south-facing Pinot Noir from Cumière. And we use south-facing Pinot Noir in Cumière because to make good rosé, you need really ripe, mature, uh, early ripe uh, Pinot Noir. Which method are you using? Are you using uh, the maceration or the mixer? Alors, it's a, it's a skin, uh, skin contact method, maceration, but it's a cold maceration. We do a cold soaking. So that means that for the rosé, we will always pick up uh, the Pinot Noir grapes in the afternoon, uh, when you have more, especially when it's sunny. Yes. We bring the grapes straight to our cellars. They will spend one night in a cold temperature room. Yes. The day after, we do a selection of the grapes. Again, we really keep the real ripe one, mm. the very mature one. And then we will bring them into a tank where we do a cold soaking. So it's a cold maceration, yes. cold soaking. Uh, it's like tea infusion. Mm. And we will do that for a few days. It can be five days, ten days, depending on the, on the harvest. Yes. And then we get this juice. So it's Pinot Noir juice. Yes. So you can say that it's a natural color of the Pinot Noir, our rosé. But what is important to mention is that we will blend the Pinot Noir juice with the Chardonnay use, juice sorry, from Chouy yes. before the first fermentation. So you see, actually, we blend two juices together. We don't blend two wines together. No. We blend two juices. And the Pinot Noir juice is obtained through maceration, called, called maceration. So it allows us to control the color. Yes. With this cold soaking maceration, uh, you can see we have a nice pale color, salmon color. 
and also this co-ferment uh, will help us to have uh, something fresh, yes. elegant. That's Louis Rodin style with a very aromatic. And you see this 2013 is particularly very aromatic. It's nice fruit, fresh red fruit flavors. When did you start uh, using that method? We started to use that method for Cristal Rosé. Okay. It was Jean-Claude Rousseau, ID, Frédéric's father, sixth generation. It's him who uh, launched uh, Cristal Rosé in 1975. He's an analogue, uh, mm -hmm. Jean-Claude Rousseau. And he had the idea of using this method for uh, the Cristal Rosé. So we decided also to use this method for our classic rosé vintage. And the first vintage for uh, the rosé? I cannot tell you. Uh, this is, I'm sorry, but no, 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 no. I don't remember which vintage was that. But it's a good question. It was 70 uh, for the Cristal. It was yes, so, so the Cristal was for exactly the first time. It was 74, 75, the first Cristal rosé. Yes. It was the uh, same period, yeah, roughly same period. And Cristal rosé is a very small uh, production. Yes, it's very small production. To give you an idea, uh, uh, we have one bottle of Cristal rosé for 10 bottles of Cristal white. And Cristal white is not as big as you could imagine, uh, the production. And uh, I don't think that all listeners know that uh, Cristal is, um, is a prestige champagne of uh, Rudre. So we have to talk a little bit yes, uh, about sure, uh, sure. Cristal. Yes. yes, absolutely. Cristal is, uh, is today our prestige cuvée. Very, very strong uh, name around the world. Easily find it in these 120 countries I was mentioning earlier. But we will never uh, produce more than what our Cristal estate is giving us. That means that Cristal is also like the rosé vintage, the brut vintage. It's always a vintage and it's always an estate wine. So it means that we have vineyards dedicated to Cristal. So it's 80 hectares today dedicated yes. to Cristal, 45 plots from seven different villages, Grand Cru villages, and the terroir we use for Cristal is always on choke, the chokiest plot terroir of the Louis Rodor vineyards. We really like to express the chokiness, so it's a choke, chokiness, choke, choke sensation, huh? yes. very mineral, very pure. Uh, that's that's crystal uh, expression. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about uh, the, the history? Yes. How it uh, it was founded. So I, I told you Louis Rodin was created in 1776, which is easy to remember because it is when America was independent, mm -hmm. as an example. Mm -hmm. Crystal was born in 1876, so 100 years after, right 100 years after Louis Rodin Champagne House Foundation. At that time, uh, 1876, late 19th century, there were two big export markets for Louis Rodin, USA, which yes. is still our number one export market today, and Russia. So in Russia, Louis Rodin was a very strong uh, champagne. It was a big export destination for the Louis Rodin family. The nobility was drinking Louis Rodin, the Romanov family was drinking Louis Rodin, and the Tsar, the Emperor, Emperor is even the Emperor of Russia, Alexander II was drinking Louis Rodin. So he, he asked the family uh, if they could create an exclusive champagne for him. He said, I'm your number one uh, ambassador, I've deserved uh, an exclusive champagne uh, exclusively for me, and I want this champagne to be in a clear glass bottle. So that I can see, and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, I can see if there's no poison, no bomb, uh, because you know, uh, at that time he was uh, 
a bit paranoid, uh, he escaped from a few assassinations already before Crystal was created for him. So he said, I need, it's, so I recognize this bottle, it's, it's, it's my bottle, I can recognize it. So today, it's still the original shape. So if you look at the crystal bottle, you see that we have this flat bottom. That's yes. the original shape. That's the only bottle of champagne in the world which has a flat bottom. Yes. Because with a flat bottom, you can see much better inside the clear glass, still clear glass bottle, crystal, mm -hmm. if there's no poison, no bomb, nothing wrong, nothing dangerous for you inside the bottle. Yes. So it was made of crystal glass for Alexander II. So it's the reason why it's called crystal today. Yes. So how, that's the story of Crystal, which is fabulous. And it was quite uh, sweet at that time. Oh, yes. Yes, at the time, uh, champagne was sweet. Yes. So in, included Crystal, it was a very sweet champagne with uh, lots of grams uh, of, of uh, sugar per liter, for sure. Yes. Almost like 100 grams of sugar yes. per liter. Yes, roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was exclusive to have uh, a lot of sugar. It was exclusive to have lots of sugar and it was exclusive to uh, Alexander II. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I get a lot of questions uh, when I host tastings uh, and they want my opinion on Cristal because uh, they think that uh, Cristal is a kind of a marketing thing. The bottle it's very looks very exclusive, but they yeah. think the quality inside is not that good. A marketing thing. Yeah. Alors, I would say Cristal is a grand champagne, it's a great wine from Champagne. It's like, you know, it's like uh, Chateau Margaux from Bordeaux. Uh, it's equivalent from Champagne. Crystal is definitely a, a grand vin from the Champagne region. As I said to you, we have an exclusive uh, vineyard dedicated to Crystal. Uh, so it's an estate uh, wine. So the chokiest, the most beautiful vineyard of Louis Roderer vineyard, which is already beautiful, only Grand Cru, only Grand Cru, beautiful terroir of choke. The vines are minimum 25 years old, it's important to be mentioned. We do also lawyer yield. It's uh, a green, green harvest. It's green harvest, yes. lawyer yield, it's and, and crystal. Now, the, for the first time now, we have reached this for the first time, it's the right time to announce it. The 80 hectares of crystal are biodynamic. 240 hectares which are today organic at Louis-Rodre. We finally reached 240 hectares to be fully organic in 2017. It's a, it was a very long project, which we started 20, 25 years ago. And, and in 2017, we finally reached this fully organic vineyards of, of uh, Rodre. And to be biodynamic, you have to be organic. So the, the, the biodynamic is project from 20 years ago was dedicated to Cristal. Yes. And so Cristal, vintage 2012, will be the first Cristal white, which will be fully biodynamic. Cristal Rosé is already biodynamic, fully biodynamic since 2007. So you see, it's another uh, way of showing you that mm, yeah. Cristal, of course, it's a strong name. Uh, it's a beautiful, exclusive bottle, but it's also a fantastic wine. It's a, so because with biodynamic, if we started this project because we knew that we could get a better quality. We did yes. tests before starting this project. We did some tests of organic farming, uh, biodynamic farming. So you get better concentration of the grapes, uh, better, uh, better aromas. So it's a way of doing uh, a top quality champagne by using this uh, biodynamic organic farming. I remember I played the golf with uh, Clovis Tatanger about four years ago. And I told him, uh, well, they have a project at uh, Rodra that uh, the whole estate is going to be uh, biodynamic by uh, 2017. 
And is it? It's impossible. It is. It is not yeah. fully biodynamic, but it's fully organic. Yes. Huh? Be careful about that. But yes. don't 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 make the the confusion. It's very difficult for sure to be uh, in champagne uh, organic and especially biodynamic. But uh, we finally succeeded to be uh, since 2017 fully organic, but uh, and, and only biodynamic for for the crystal. Uh, Vineyard. It's really interesting. It's lots of work. You know, doing biodynamic, it's our grandparents in Champagne were right, doing biodynamic. They didn't know what it was exactly biodynamic, but they were working very hard in the vineyards <coughs> every day. And that's what we're doing at Rueda. So my colleagues who are look after the vineyards are very hard worker, everyday hard worker in the vineyard. And, uh, and we don't use any pesticide, we don't use any herbicide, uh, we use the horse, uh, we do massage selection, it's lots of things, it's a special way of, of cutting the, the vines, it's everything, everything for which we've been working on for many years. And what, why is this not, why people are always a bit sceptic? Because of course of the, of the weather, we know that it's more difficult to do biodynamic, organic, because it's more northern, it's yes. septentrional uh, vineyards, but we can show that it's possible if you're really motivated and if you are ready to work very hard and to challenge yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's really impressive. And talking about climate, the climate is getting warmer and warmer. Yeah. What do Rodre do um, to fight the climate changes, to keep the freshness in the champagne? A few years ago, the challenge was to get the ripeness, you know, there was a challenge. And now the today challenge is to, it's not to reach the ri ripeness, it's, it's easier because of the global warming. Yes. The new challenge is to keep the freshness, so your question is absolutely right. And I would say at Louis Roder, uh, but the fact that we work on our vineyards to get a nice uh, acidity, it helps for the freshness. It's our own uh, vineyard. Uh, also, you know, uh, we can also decide of uh, when to harvest. Yes. Uh, so uh, when the official appellation gives the green light for the harvest, okay, fine, the growers, they bring the grapes to the to the negotiant, but they, they will start straight but at Rodreur if we want to get a better freshness or if we want to start a bit earlier you, you still can start a little bit earlier you get the green light from the CIVC and so that that's adapting we can adapt to the nature with the date of harvest that's very important another uh, another explanation would be uh, the malolactic the non-malolactic fermentation uh, where, as, as we said at the beginning of this uh, discussion uh, we are rather a non-malolactic champagne house so by not doing the malolactic fermentation you keep uh, acidity and acidity is also the freshness huh? for sure huh? you have a better freshness for sure so, so probably we'll see more and more um, blocked malolactic fermentation from rather yes, yes probably no. more and more <laughs> but anyway we adapt like crystal 2008 which is the current vintage of crystal normally we don't do malolactic fermentation for crystal but this 08 when it was a cooler for global yes. warming it was a cooler yes. we did a little bit of uh, malolactic fermentation you see so we are free to adapt very yes. much because it's our own grapes and we can adapt to how the nature is behaving, is changing, is moving to keep the freshness, to get a good balance, to have this always, this freshness, this elegance, this vinosity, which characterizes uh, the Louis Rodin style. Yeah. And everything goes back really to, to the quality of the vineyards and how working with vineyards. 
and, and express and, and the expression of the terroir. Yes. So Christelle will express, for instance, the jockey, the jokers, beautiful terroir of Louis Rodreur. Uh, that's as an example. So it's very vertical in the mouth. Huh? Yes. Christelle will be very vertical and with the majority of Pinot Noir. Because uh, with Christelle, you express uh, the finesse, the yes. elegance of the Pinot Noir through Christelle. Uh, with this vertical, this chalkiness, that's, that's, that's the core of Christelle. That's what makes Christelle so special. When you talk about vertical and chalkiness, it's more on Chardonnay, on, on which are on choke. But with Cristal, it's, it's the same kind of aspect of taste of flavors, but with the majority of Pinot. That's what makes, again, to answer your question about Cristal, but make Cristal mm -hmm. as a beautiful wine with lots of purity, elegance, complexity. It's, it's very mineral. Uh, it's very elegant. Uh, it's more on the minerality than on the fruit. Usually, it would be more on the on the elegance than on the on the power. That's that's crystal. Yes. So it's mainly north facing vineyards for, for the Pinot Noir. It will be uh, more mainly uh, north east facing. That's right, Pinot Noir, and on on the other coast. So you need for uh, producing crystal, you definitely need a, a rather continental type of weather. Uh, you know that in Champagne, you can have also so oceanic, sometimes a type of weather which is more humid, more rain, and that's not good for the Pinot Noir, and especially the north-facing Pinot Noir, the Pinot Noir on choke. You see, another reason to show how Cristal is very, uh, is a great wine, uh, because you only produce uh, uh, Cristal when you are happy with the, the, the harvest, yes. with the quality of the harvest, and uh, if it's too oceanic, uh, you don't get, uh, you cannot make a crystal. So we didn't make, we didn't make 2010. We didn't make any 2011. So now it's eight and the next will be 12. Yes. And the nine was launched before the eight. There yes. was, and you see, so we always adapt against an, a question of adaptation to the nature, to the terroir to make the best wine uh, as, as possible. Do you think we could see the 13 before the 12 or it's going to be... No, no. It's, no, next will be 12 yeah. and then, then will be, there will be the 13. Eight was something very special because it was a very... The acidity was high. The acidity was high through a, a, a cool, cool summer. Yes. It's, it's still very high. Still very high. Very, very similar to 96. Uh, and what's your favorite cuvee in the range? <laughs> As I always say, I don't have any favorite cuvee, yeah. honestly. Very honestly. Uh, you know, it's like having many children. Yes. If you have di many children, different children, you love all your children. It's exactly the same for me. I'm so passionate about Louis Honor, the, the, the way we do the wines, the, the vineyards, the biodynamic, the organic, the terroir expression. So all of them are, are beautiful to me. It's just that it depends where you are, who you are with, how do you feel, how's the weather, then maybe you fancy uh, rather this, this cuvee than another one. Yes. Uh, it's that's more the, 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 the answer mm. I would give you. Of course. And if you drink something else other than Rodre, uh, not talking about red wine, white wine, but if you drink a, another champagne, do you have a... I will drink any champagne you will uh, offer me, you will bring me. You know, I have lots of friends in, uh, in the Champagne region. I have uh, friends who work in other Champagne houses. Uh, I have friends who are growers. And uh, so it's always nice to drink something else. Yes. It's difficult for me to say uh, if I have uh, a very favorite one, but there are a few, uh, a few champagnes which I, I like very much. But you know, 
as long as for me what is important for a champagne is definitely uh, the Frenchness and the long finish the character the personality a champagne which makes you want to have another class for me that's uh, something important uh, which makes me love uh, the champagne or, or not but I'm always very curious to try different champagnes from different terroirs uh, either if it's uh, from a grower a small grower yeah. with a few hectares or either from a big big house uh, uh, where they do a beautiful blend from different uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, origins, yes. Last time when we were in Champagne, a grower asked my wife, what Champagne do you like? Do you like uh, Chardonnay? Do you like Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier? And she said, I like good Champagne. Exactly. If it's good, then it's yeah. good. Exactly. And it doesn't matter, a village, no. grape. No, I, I, I fully agree with this uh, kind of answer. It, it doesn't matter if it's Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, or Pinot Meunier. If it's good Champagne, then it, that exactly, then it's important. And for me, as I said to you, good Champagne is a Champagne which has uh, this long finish, this which is elegant, fine, will really fulfill the palate with a long finish and, and a bit of personality. I don't like champagnes, which are sometimes a bit too natural. I need, I'm looking for a personality. To me, champagne is a wine. It's, yes. It is a wine. To, it is, it is. So it has to be, it has to taste like what you expect from a wine. If you drink a wine from another wine region, you expect some personality, some, some uh, character, something, something that you, that you enjoy. Yeah, for sure. For the tasting uh, yesterday, we had the, it was the vintage Magnum 12, 9, 7, 6, 0, 2, 99, 96 and 90. Correct. And uh, which one was your favorite uh, <laughs> yesterday? Uh, 90 was uh, beautiful, I must say. The 90 was beautiful. It was beautiful uh, harvest, uh, beautiful year. Uh, most of the 1990 from the Champagne region can oxidize very quickly. Yes. So I was expecting a lot from our 1990, and yes. it was so amazing in terms of the freshness. The Rueroder, the classic Rueroder freshness was absolutely perfect, beautiful. So that's probably why it was uh, my favorite one, the 1990. I totally agree. I think the 12 was fantastic. Exactly. So it's exactly what I was going to say. It's funny because I would say the two, the younger, the 12 and the older, the 90, yes. maybe was my two favorite ones because yeah. 12, 12 is definitely a great Pinot Noir here. And, uh, and, and as it is a base, a Pinot Noir base from the Montagne de Reims, uh, north, north facing with a beautiful, uh, Climate of continental twelve. It's mm. beautiful. So it's it's an apotheose here of the twelve. So the the wine was absolutely beautiful, and you see also through the twelve you see how much potential it has, which is pleasant, which is very yes. pleasant. Thank you so much for uh, taking your time. Thank and, you uh, very much. Thank you. It's maybe a pleasure. we'll do another one in Champagne when they come next time. You are invited whenever you like. Of course, we will be very happy uh, to do another one in Champagne. Why not? Uh, with our cellar master or with our owner, uh, whoever from Louis Rodin, uh, who are family, so it's easy to, to, to meet uh, people from Louis Rodin. So please come whenever you like and Thank we can you so do much. an interview. We'll Thank you. Something. Thank you very much. And uh, have a nice uh, last day in Sweden. Thank yes. you very much. Så där, då var inspelningen klar med Thierry och jag hoppas att ni har lärt er lite nya saker. Jag själv tycker att det är väldigt, väldigt intressant att hela rödrar är ekologiskt sedan 
2017 som då eh, Clovis nämnde till mig när vi spelade golf att det är helt omöjligt att eh, rödare ska kunna vara ekologiskt eller ett hus i den storleken ska kunna arbeta ekologiskt. Men det har de lyckats med och eh, det är någonting som jag verkligen respekterar. Om ni vill... Eh, om ni vill dricka någonting från Röder på Systembolaget så finns det deras Brutt Premier som är en av de absolut bästa årgångslösa champagnerna. På flertalet hyllor står även deras Rosé 2013 som jag tycker är kanske den mest prisvärda Rosé-champagnen just nu på bolaget. Och har ni tur så kanske ni kan se fler flaskor av Kristall 08 på bolaget i framtiden. Jag själv har inte lyckats köpa någon flaska än och hoppas på att det släpps fler i framtiden. Tänkte berätta om vad som händer för oss framöver. Dels så vill jag gärna att ni berättar för era vänner och bekanta om podden, om det är så att ni tycker om den. Rekommenderar dem att lyssna på podden. Är det så att det är någonting som ni gärna vill höra mer av eller någonting som vi inte har tagit upp tidigare så hör av er till info.champansweden.se och skriv då vad ni vill höra för någonting. Jag och Jessica kommer köra en julkalender under december månad eller från och med första december till den 24. Och där kommer vi då öppna en champagne varje dag som vi recenserar via bild och video på Instagram. Det är någonting som ni absolut inte får missa. Jag tänkte inte bli långrandig idag för att ni hör på min röst att den håller inte speciellt väl så att jag avslutar med det som jag alltid gör och det är att ni ska fortsätta dricka champagne alla dagar som slutar på G. Yeah.